Welcome to the Tone Jerks Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gower, and uh, my normal co-host, uh, Kyle McIntyre. He is not here. He is on vacation. But do not worry. I had three good friends to help me out this week. I had Adam Rohr for the Let Him Hear podcast. I had Kevin Equitz from Equitz Guitars and Sean Wright from Lollygagger Effects. All decided to uh, you know help a brother out. We uh, tackled different topics, and uh, they... Episodes ran a little longer than I expected, but that's good. We got into some good conversations. So instead of having like an almost two hour long podcast, you know, we're going to split it up. So have three episodes. So enjoy this one. And there's two others to, you know, go on to make this a complete episode number 47. All right. Uh, so we have here, uh, you know, uh, back the return of Lollygagger, Sean Wright. Say hello to the beautiful people. Hello, beautiful people. <laughs> uh, the Sean, beautiful people. The yeah. beautiful people. Sean's back. He's going to make all the wrong things right. <laughs> so, we're so, opposite. Yeah, we're opposite. Cool. So, I mean, thank you so much for taking the time to fucking do this with me. Hey, anytime, buddy. Anytime. Definitely. Definitely. So, you know, let's, uh, we got, you know, a topic or so that we're going to, you know, chomp, you know, chomp on. But uh, before we get into that, Sean, what is new? What is grooving in your world? What is shaking? What are you shaking? Um, today I got a package in the mail, um, and one that I was kind of looking forward to. Uh, I had got a custom harness from uh, Mr. Sean Arbo of uh, Gun Street uh, Wiring Shop. Shout out, yeah, yeah, very shout out. And uh, he did a custom thing for me, and he uh, actually was very cool and gave me some insight on some stuff. So you know, old old dogs can new learn new tricks. Yeah, nice. And, yeah, and he uh, he suggested a few things. Um, my thing was that uh, it, why Fender continuously fucking does this, I have no idea. But the the no tone knob on the fucking bridge pickup, it just blows my mind. How... <laughs> That's why you need it. <laughs> oh, I know, no shit. So I've been wanting to do it for a while, and I talked to him, and he's like, hey, man, you know, I can do this and this. And I'm like, cool. And then he offered... Uh, uh, another really cool little mod, and uh, you know, I'll keep that a secret. I'm gonna do a live stream uh, wire up on it, and uh, very cool. Yeah, once I get it finished up, and then maybe in a day or so after that, I'll, I'll do a little demo or of uh, what it's going on and all that stuff. But yeah, so it was. Kind of, I didn't expect it today, so it was kind of a nice little surprise. And other than that, that's it for me, man. What about you? Uh, not a whole lot. You know, I think uh, just uh. Missing my buddy Kyle. <laughs> uh, say, do you got tear tracks on your pillows? Yeah, yeah. It's trying uh, yourself to sleep. Every yeah. day. I'm like, he's out. You know, he's out there having a ball, fucker. Oh, <laughs> but now especially it's, over at uh, at Blake's house, he, dude. He must have fell down a rabbit hole so fucking hard. He probably broke his arm. Yeah, it was like I was looking. I'm like, oh man, all those all those pedals. I'm like, dude. I'm like. There's no MXRs up in this bitch. You got to- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just laughing. Black cut so much shit for that. I, and I think he said something like, I got a MXR power supply floating around here somewhere. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not much MXR in his shop. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's really cool. So, uh, but yeah, not, not a whole lot. Um, yeah. You know, just kind of, you know, keep on keeping on, you know, work, same old shit. But, you know, we're here. We're having, uh, you know, cracking open a beer. I'm actually drinking a legit one in your honor here. 
Uh, You've been drinking lots of legit beers, and uh, so is uh, Mr. Kyle too. Trying, trying try to try to step it up a little bit, you know. <laughs> the, the old Instagram. Don't don't get too sophisticated. I mean, you got to drink that Mickey's once in a while. Yeah, so I gotta, gotta, <laughs> we'll we'll uh, you know we'll throw back a, some Kirkland lights for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, what are you drink it tonight. Yeah, uh, I'm drinking uh, Latitude 33. It's a oh. uh, from uh, kind of north of San Diego Vista. They're a, a local brewery. They're doing a hazy IPA, so it's uh, called Lost Cities. It's a little little citrusy deal, not too bad. It's a six point three, so it's you know it'll get you there, but you know not not too not too heavy. <laughs> Very nice. I am uh, drinking the uh, seasonal Lagunitas Brown Sugar. There you go. Nice, cool. Well, uh, a cheers, you know, uh, over the internet <laughs> to you. Cool. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, man. All right. So I had a topic that I wanted to, you know, throw your way. And I think uh, it'd be cool to get your take on it since you're kind of, you're, you're in the industry, you know, you're building these pedals and you're doing the damn thing. Sure. So uh, as far as it goes, utilitarian, you know, boring uh, type of gear versus like the fancy boutique gear, you know, mm. where do you draw the line? Like, what do you want? boutique and you know what do you want simple and just to work you know let's say like fancy wood pedal boards boutique strings cables you know the picks all that type of shit so where do you draw the line where do you think like the money should be spent and like how and yada yada okay well this and again like anything that comes out of my mouth it's all opinion so let's you know caveat that definitely <laughs> also i'd like to throw in this list to vintage gear mm-hmm. um because uh you know there's some people that swear by their you know uh univibe from 1969 i gotta bring it you know because it's my tone and, and blah 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 yeah it's like but, a, uh, guitars too it's like yeah, people yeah. like they swear like well, this is an old silhouette sears guitar i'm like no those guitars suck <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like or, they or were like, shit back then. They're still shit, and now they're old shit. <laughs> or, or there's stuff that's just unpractical. Like I'm going to bring my, uh, you know, my '68 Marshall Plexi. Uh, sure, because you're only going to get tone out of it if you crank it up to about eight, and uh, the first three rows are going to flip you off every time you play chord. <laughs> and th- this bar full of like 30 people are going to be pissed. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's going to be no, a man, s- smoke break. Matter. So let's uh, yeah, let's hit on it, man. Go for it. Okay. Um, my thing, and uh, as much as I, to me, guitars are tools. I've always kind of felt that way about them. However, the tools that work the best use them. So I wholeheartedly believe that if you're going to be playing out, you need to have a good guitar, and and not just uh, not just like oh, this guitar is really good for my house because you know I'm not bumping into things and stuff. I mean, like you are a proponent, and they should pay you for you talking about the damn Evertune system <laughs> in your guitars, but you have been on the road enough you've played out enough to understand that the last thing i want to fucking do is be out of tune yeah and so you kind of address that in that in that way and you guys i know as well as kyle you guys when you were out there playing you play professional guitars and just because jack white can go up and play a you know a Dan Electro or a Sears, whatever, yeah, yeah. 
that's fine. He has techs that he pays thousands of dollars to yeah. <laughs> that, that work on that equipment for him and keep it running. You're not Jack White. So you should be playing a, you know, if you're a Strat guy, you should be playing an American Standard Strat, mm-hmm. you know, and you should have it professionally set up or you should understand how to professionally set it up so that you're ready to roll when you're out there and you're not fiddle-dicking with tuning or you're like, oh, these frets are sharp and I didn't, you know, you should have your gear ready to go and it should be in a guitar sense. It should be, you know, as, as close to the top of the line as you can afford. Obviously, to me, the cutoff, and this is just, again, my opinion, you shouldn't be paying more. You don't need to pay more than $2,000. For for a good stage guitar, I mean, you're in the fifteen hundred dollar range, thousand uh, dollar range. You're getting good quality uh, easily. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing, and then this will surprise people. I, I know it will. Um, effects uh, get effects that don't break. You know. Yes. So, <laughs> um, and I have to say, I know my friends, the ones that are in the community. Uh, that I know real well, they build really good quality stuff. But that is not the case all the time in the boutique world of yeah. effects. Um, you know, there's something to be said for a JHS or a boss or, I mean, these guys build stuff that, you know, people know they're going to throw it against a wall. So I think you need to do the trade-off of do I want this to break or do I want this to sound, have my special tone because this is the only pedal that will do it. Yeah. Um, And I'm not against that. I I think if you have a pedal that is your tone and you need to have that, that's fine. I just think that you have to take in consideration the area you're playing in. If you're in a bar... And it's loud and the acoustics are shitty. No one's going to hear a fucking difference between uh, Run Rabbit Run or your Univide. Yeah. (laughs) They're going to sound really close. Uh, You're not going to discern any major differences. And in that case, I would get, you know, uh, a McCaffrey uh, Run Rabbit Run. It's a great pedal and it's built well. And it's boutique, but it's built like a commercial pedal um so to me it's about shit that doesn't break yeah i think it's more about yeah definitely like the dependability of things too that's really taken into consideration when buying gear and like gear that you're gonna gig out with because it's like you don't want to like have a shit show because there's so many variables of playing a show that you don't want your gear a part of it you know no you just want it to fucking work and if it sounds good that that's part of it too yeah, if you can eliminate as many easy things out of that equation, why why wouldn't you? You mm-hmm. know, um, but no, I I totally. I mean, uh, there's some great boutique stuff out there. Um, and again, unless you're a Kenny Wayne Shepherd or somebody like that, if you want to bring your clown on stage, that's fine. <laughs> but I heard. I think I repeated the story before, but it, I saw on a board where a guy was doing like the biggest ball walking I think I've ever heard from a dude when he said, when I'm gigging my three night, you know, gigs a a night on breaks, I have to pick up my two clients off the floor 
and carry them around with me because I don't want anyone to steal them. Oh yeah, because <laughs> you know is, people would. This is a this isn't like a big gig. This is like you know he's playing in a bar kind of type deal. Oh geez, yeah. Yeah, to me, leave them at home. Yeah, no, that, no I, one knows the difference. No one. I mean, you're you're there to say, look at my shit. Yeah, get Which, yeah, just get like a tumness or soul food or something like yeah, that. This yeah, yeah, could be fucking absolutely. fine. <laughs> you're you're if you're if you're even halfway there in that kind of a setting, you're all the way there. Yeah, you know, because I mean, hey, how many places have you played where the PA sounds like absolute shit? Yeah, and you can't even really hear yourself anyway. You can't hear yourself. You're not going to hear the nuances of the special diodes that are in a. There's a degree of just just use your brain. You yeah, know? <laughs> just you're you need to focus more on the job, which is like yeah. playing the song as opposed to like the gear. But then again, it's like you dance the fine line of like that's what is fun about this. <laughs> you know, is the whole yeah. gear thing. You know, it's like shit. Where do I draw that line? You know. Well, yeah, I mean, like with me, I, I, when I said I, I, I would not bring any vintage stuff out, playing mm-hmm. out, unless, you know, I'm playing, you know, uh, Boston Garden or something like that. I'm not I'm not going to bring any vintage stuff out. No one's going to appreciate it. I'm not going to be able to fine-tune it enough for me to hear much of a difference. Yeah. So I'm not. Um, but the most, the money I think you need to put the most money into is your amp. Yeah, definitely. I I am, I'm wholeheartedly, even if you have a dog for a guitar and let's say maybe it's not the most tuneful guitar, but it stays in tune. If you play that through a really good amplifier, you're 75% there. Yeah. Cause that's like amp is doing heavy lifting. That's it. Like your amp is doing like, if it's your clean platform, like you want to make sure it takes your pedals. Well, you know, if, if that is your main drive thing, then you want it to, be a good sound. Oh yeah, definitely. And you want it to have a good feel. I mean, people, I mean, as a player, I, I know people listen, don't really get this, but as a player, you, there's as much of a feel when you play through an amplifier. That's really good as opposed to just the tone and the sound you're hearing. You yeah. know, if you're not clicking with your amplifier, I don't care how good it sounds, you're going to be off, you know? And so I, I'm, you know, I'm a full believer of having a really good backline. I mean, you ever hear those people say, you know, they give you those what if, or if you had to choose between a great amp and a shitty guitar and a great guitar and a shitty amp. Yeah. People that pick the great guitar, I just want to bitch slap them. I'm just like, (laughs) I got this PRS and I'm playing it through a crate. I'm happy with that. Like, no, you're not, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) You're not. You're not. Yeah. So you can look cool for your Instagram photo, but we all know that you sound like shit. (laughs) <laughs> right. It's like I will pick a Fender Squire, you know, over some, you know, like a diesel, you know, have a diesel in the background or, you know, some, uh, you know, a satellite amp or something. Yeah, satellite, cool. Bogner, something like that, you yeah. know. It's like, and like for me, that was like me for a long time. I was running a Squire Strat that I put like, you know, like locking tuners and like a humbucker in. But as a Squire, I was running that through like a Mesa half stack for years. And yeah. people are like, and you know, people who were like, I'd go to guitar shops and like, no, dude, you did it right because you had a guitar that sounds fine, but you had did a bitchin' amp because like, I guess, like, guess what? That's going to sound way better than the dude who spent like, you know, $2,000 on a Fender or a Gibson. And then they put, they're playing it out of, a, you know, a yeah. spider or something. Yes. Yeah, some anemic, uh, amplifier. I mean, 
Because, I mean, it's so funny when you have to put it... I mean, I know part of it's feel. You know, someone's like, hey, this has got a great neck and stuff. But when you figure the sound that comes out of a pickup... Yeah. You can't hear that. Okay. So the 80% of that sound is coming out your amplifier. Mm -hmm. Why would you not have a great amplifier? I mean, really. Yeah, definitely. And the thing that's great now is that, you know, now that the arms race is over with the 100-watt and 150-watt amplifiers, Mm -hmm. you can get these really great 15-watt and 30-watt amplifiers that you can tune in really well that aren't overpowering. And if you've got a great PA, you can mic it. So you're also not having to schlep 150 pounds worth of gear to get on a stage. Yeah. When you can just pick up your combo amp that's 40 or 50 pounds. You and it know? just, it sounds good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and sometimes it, and it's simple mostly. I mean, most combos are, uh, you know, for the most part are like a tone, volume, gain, um, you know, vo- you know, yeah, maybe uh, like a three band or something like that. Maybe yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's, and, and even now with the new move toward uh, more platform type amps, yeah, a lot of those are volume and tone. Exactly. Yeah. And you get most of your stuff out of the pedals and stuff like that yeah. too, but it's like, it's a good sounding amp, you know? Yep. I mean, as long as you have a good bass, uh, in sense of, you know, having a good sound bass, you, the rest of it will just flow through. Yeah. But, uh, there are people, you know, I, I will see these boards where just more, somebody will just like go on and on and on about the, you know, the, four thousand dollar gibson you know that they just got or yeah or this stuff i mean that's fine that you have the money if you want to do that and if they don't put down people who can't afford that or don't have that that's perfectly fine that's yeah. cool um you know you got disposable income i don't have a problem with people working really hard for what they do getting what they really want mm-hmm my problem is when people look down on other people who, yeah, for what they don't have or what they're having to make do with. Yeah, it's like it, don't make your status of what you've bought uh, like make it of what you do and like what you create. Yeah, I mean, because it's like it, there's no reason there's enough douchebags in this world. There's no reason we don't need we more. Have, yeah, <laughs> especially in the music area, we don't we don't need that. Especially, yeah, because yeah, music is meant to be fun and just create shit and like. You know, your brother's sisterhood, you know, it's like we're all creating something good. And it's like you don't need like a bunch of fuckheads just like, um, you know, I bought this like five thousand dollar thing. I'm in a bunch of debt and I still suck dick when I play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, watch me play smoke on the water. Like, <laughs> no, 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 thank you. Yeah. But but if you have the money and you're cool about stuff, hey, more power to you. I mean, I'm the first to tell you our stuff isn't cheap. So uh, we try to make it the very best we can so when somebody does pony up, they're not feeling regret from what they get. Yeah, and that's partially of, like, you're backing your shit up, you know? With you guys, when you're selling stuff, it's like, I'm not, I'm, you know, I bought into Sean and Lollygagger and, like, what they have to offer. It's like, I'm not just being, like, you know, I'm not just throwing money somewhere and just for like a status symbol. I mean, yeah, they're fucking bitching looking pedals, but they also deliver. They sound good. <laughs> you could play that like at the you know biggest arena. You know, you could play like you know on tour with like you know 
Green Day or whatever, or, you know, whoever you're doing. I'm like, and then it, or your local club bar, smoky bar in front of like 20 people. It's still going to sound good and like be there when you need it. That's what's cool. Yeah. Or your man room. I mean, I mean, uh, my buddy Jimmy there, uh, yeah. he was absolutely right. I sent him a pedal. Something happened in between, you know, me testing and him getting it. And my first response was, all right, let's see if there's something we can look at here real quick. You know, something that's not, you know, silly and we can figure it out. After we went through those, uh, it wasn't five minutes where I had his address and we had one packed and we were ready to ship it out before he even shipped me my other one. Exactly. That's, that's, that's what's fucking cool. So it's like, you're, you're not, it's not like, that's where like the line is. I'm like, okay, I'm not buying something just utilitarian, but I'm buying something that actually it, I don't know your pedal, especially the Canalia is kind of like a unique pedal. You know, it's a utilitarian mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's like, Oh, if you want to get this, like the sound of your amp, but like, you know, as you're saying, you're adding the gain stage. I'm like, you can't always get that from a pedal. So it's like, you're almost maybe like, this is something I'm buying into, but it looks mm-hmm. bitching too. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, and the whole the whole thing, like I said before, was the wood thing was just to get attention. But the the whole thing, you know, was about the circuit, and we just knew there are a lot of guys who dig their amp, and they didn't want to fuck with it too much, and we were just offering them something that would help them. But the thing that's great about fuzz, and the thing that's great about overdrive, and you know, even distortion, is that everybody has their own flavor, uh-huh. and. That- Another thing too, you know, I used to do this, and goddamn, you know, I'm I'm guilty, and I, you know, since you know, I've it's been a while, but I've kind of gotten less judgmental about shit. But you know what? Don't yuck other someone else's yum. I yeah. mean, if they like, I don't particularly. Uh, I, you know, I think it's not any uh, mystery or secret that I, I don't like big muffs. I they, they don't do anything for me, but. There are thousands of people out there that do love them. Yeah. So other than me just cracking a joke with people that I know, I don't dog on people. And it's like yeah, them. especially it's like uh, my <laughs> my favorite lines is like uh, uh, Johnny Ray always says it. it's like okay more for you. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, it's like I don't want it, so you can have whatever I would have taken. Or it's like if people say like, oh, I hate what you like. I'm like oh, that's okay, more for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like hey. I like, you know, uh, you know, line six spiders. Okay. More for me. People don't like yeah. them. What, you know, whatever it could be. And I think that's the kind of greatest like analogy that people are like, oh shit. Well, I just squashed that beef right there. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, that guy kind of looks like a douche now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, there's always the fun thing when you're, when you're with people, you know, when you, and you're joshing people mm-hmm. and, and fucking around with them. But, um, there are people that have like, stuff that i personally wouldn't play it's not my thing but can make it do incredible things Mm -hmm. you know so again i think it has more to do with what gear works for people and their styles yeah um yeah so i try i'm i'm a lot more accepting about that than i used to be i used to be pretty judgmental about stuff like that even before i was building and it's also like because i mean there's so many styles of music and style of people who are playing. And I'm like, well, that's what's cool is because there's so many companies doing so many different things. And like, even like products that like I would never use or even think about using, you know, <laughs> I'm like, wow, yeah. shit. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, I would never use, you know, a ring mod or something like that, but that's cool. People are fucking killing it. People love that shit now. And then, yeah. 
Flanger is another one. I, I don't personally have much of a use for it, but fucking A, if Eddie didn't make it sound cool. You yeah. Know? So <laughs> yeah, definitely. What do I? Yeah, the, you know, like police and shit like that. I'm like, yeah, fucking, yeah. And more, if they can use it, give it to them. But yeah. I guess to bring it back to like, as far as utilitarian stuff, I'm like, some for me, I'm like, I guess to hard yeah, stance, I'm like, pedal boards, I like it just plain and simple. I need it to work. I need it to be easy. I do not care what it looks like. That's the pedal board itself, not how it's laid out, or what, how you put your pedals on there. I'm like, yeah, and not the construction or anything. Just the, I, I just the want, I just like the construction. I'm like, pedal train. And people are like, pedal train are a bunch of dickheads or whatever. I'm like, they work. I don't care if they're cheap, you know? You can just drill a power supply right onto that thing. They work. I don't care. And yeah, no. And I, I have you know like uh, my good buddy Spencer at uh, West Coast uh, Pedal Boards. Mm-hmm. I mean, he makes beautiful pedal boards. Um, there's, you know, they're great. They're great to look at and stuff. Um, you know, I have one of his boards, but I got a Tolex one. Yeah, and that's perfectly fine for me. I don't, I don't need to have the really fancy stuff, but. There are people that don't need to have really fancy wooden pedals either. Yeah. So, and that's that's uh, that's why I always look at it. I mean, especially with people have like you see those nice fucking boards, and I'm like, oh man, it's like your know, creation. I'm like, man, those look so sick. I would never use it though. Yeah, but I'm like, but those you, are for other people. That's where you take the stance of like, okay, that's not for you, Brian. That's for somebody else. Yeah, you know, I totally agree. Although, uh, you know, John, um, he makes pretty standardized stuff too. Yeah. Which, I think sometimes they get saddled with the uh, you know the ultra mega cool wood board thing. They do really utilitarian stuff too. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good example of a country or a, a company that can uh, straddle both sides. Yeah, you know? you know, just put you know feet in both waters, maybe. Yeah, but why not? I mean, absolutely. I mean, we're we we do that to a lesser degree with a Canalias having our standard model, and then we have our special model. Yeah, the standard model is like, hey, I I don't want to pay the extra bones for it to be flamed, and I, I just dig the look, and I just want it to sound great. Well, yeah, cool. We got this thing for you, you know. Um, but no, I totally agree. Me personally, I don't have a use for that. But because um, man, my thing is also is like I I think we I uh, I brought this up as a topic on uh, on sixty cycle about. You know, would you bring expensive gear out to gig for a bar gig? Um, yeah. Me, I, there's no way I would. I mean, why Why would I? I mean, if if, if I spent a lot of money, let's say I, I treated myself, yeah, I'm 50. I'm going to buy this one guitar I always wanted and mm-hmm. for whatever reason it costs a lot of money. That thing's never leaving my house. Yeah. You know, unless I'm playing like in some sedate, you know, pavilion somewhere where it's a bunch of geriatric people. <laughs> a bunch, you know? of, bunch of blue haireds. Yeah. Yes, where I'm not worried about some dickhead jumping on stage snapping the headstock off my, you know, SG or something. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, me, when I was playing, I, I have guitars that are specifically, these are road dogs. Yeah. You know, they are set up to play great. But if I turn around and smack the head of my amp and my headstock doesn't break and I'm still relatively in tune, I don't give two shakes about it. Yeah. And I but, think just having something that's not so precious, I think that's the biggest thing too. It's like, you know, it's, you have guitars that you like, but I'm like, you don't, 
Because it's not that you don't like them, but I'm like, if something happened to them, like, obviously, if something got swiped, that'd be the fucking worst, you know? But if something, you know, got chipped or dinged or whatever, it's like, you know, hey, you know, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Yeah, to me, I'm not too precious about that. But, I mean, again, I, I dings and stuff, I, you know, I, if I have a, uh, a piece of gear that I don't want destroyed, yeah, that might bum me out a little bit. But like you said... I would hate myself if I brought a Strat and it was like my mom bought it for me when I was 15 or whatever yeah. and then it got swiped. You know, that guitar may not be worth a lot of money, but it's worth its weight in gold and memories or something. Definitely. So, you know, I think there's a little bit of you need to be responsible in terms of make decisions, make wise decisions based on what you're there to do, not what you're there to show off. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I think with some of that too, I think that's like uh, a big thing with like, I don't know. I was like, <sighs> a lot of my guitars, like they're good and they're, but they're not anything that I'm like, if it got like dinged up or something. Cause I'm like, I have two, Gip- I have two Gibsons with broken necks. They've been, mm-hmm. you know, repaired or whatever. And to me, I'm like, well, that's something that happened. And now well, road worthy now because down they're glued, they'll never break again. <laughs> they'll be a lot stronger now. And so yes, like, you know, yes. and those are, those are the ones that I'm like, you know what? Put Evertunes in them. And people are like, I was going to kill the resale value. I'm like, they're fucking already broken, dude. And they weren't, you know, it's like they were maybe a thousand bucks and now they're worth less. But I'm like, they're worth more to me now because they don't go out of tune. So fuck it. I don't give a shit. And so I just gave them to Kyle. I'm like spray paint them with a can of Krylon, dude. And it's like, have yeah. at it. <laughs> No, I, I'm totally the same way. I don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I don't get why you would. Yeah, that makes no sense to me. Why you would be so precious about uh, something that you're. I mean, hey, let's be honest. You're going to battle when you're up there. I yeah. mean, essentially, you're. <laughs> yeah, you're you, you never. You don't over. know what's going to happen. You got to like expect the unexpected. I guess. Well, and here let's let's switch this up a little bit. Um, so, what's your opinion on like cables, picks, the all the accessories, the uh, tuners, yeah, all that stuff? I mean, is that is that to you important to spend money on? Uh, sometimes. Okay, I guess with cables, I am big on the warranties, mm-hmm. and um, I had a big uh, kerfuffle falling out with like uh was it monster cable? Cause I bought a bunch of them over the years since I was a kid. Cause I was like lifetime warranty, lifetime warranty. You, if you break it, you can return it. Da, da, da. They stopped doing that. Yeah. So I was like, God damn it. I'm stuck with these cables that are fine. But I'm mm-hmm. like, if, if I break it, then I'm, you know, whatever. And now that I'm like, okay, Kyle, he's soldering guy now. So if it broke, I could just get another thing and have him cut it and whatever. But, I'm like, dude, I can't like the whole. You don't want to do that. Yeah, and I'm like, the thing is, that's why I bought those damn things. And so now I'm like, okay, you know, not like they need a shout out, but like the sinusoid people, like I started buying their cables because I'm like, I'm almost certain something's gonna happen to one of these cables. You know, it's because we're bringing it on tour, we're throwing it in a van, we're either going you know, on tour or we're playing local shows and we're playing at shit clubs. We're playing at big shows. We're playing, you know, at parties or whatever, but I'm like, I'm going to probably fuck these things up. So yeah. I will get returned. Cause I'm like, that's kind of, I think what they're asking for. It's like when they're saying hundred year warranty. So 
bring it on boys and girls you know it's like <laughs> fuck these things up see if you can do it i'm like you know i haven't yet i haven't had anything mess up on me but i'm like i know that they have that guarantee you know of like you know yeah. 100, 100 years i'm like that's something that like i buy into well and yeah definitely they look cool and they have a lot of really cool op- custom options to make them look you know custom to whatever you want but i'm like i care more about that you know guarantee well, and the thing is, is people go, well, how could they do that? Why would they do that? And the thing is, is that for every cable they have to replace, they have uh, somewhat of a, you know, where they set it up and like, okay, how much do you think somebody will buy again from us if we replace this cable? And they'll make their money back because yeah. the point is they want to establish show, that trust, I guess. Yeah, trust. It's like, hey, you know, this is a business. We want to make money. However, we also want to make sure that uh, your needs are taken care of. And if you are disappointed and they have not been taken care of, we're not even going to question. We're just going to replace that thing. And that gives them uh, street cred. And it gives that peace of mind to the player. He's like, because, I mean, th- those cables are not cheap. You know, same yeah. thing with my buddy Hank at Rattlesnake. I mm-hmm. mean, he builds really killer uh cables i mean yeah. he does really cool stuff too and uh these guys are having to charge a little bit more because they're using really quality stuff yeah so for you to come back as a customer they have to know or the customer needs to know that i, I know these guys will be here so i don't mind spending the money yeah i by night no fuck that because like you said monster got up and left yeah it and le- you left you left you in the lurch so you're like well fuck i don't want that to happen again <laughs> no definitely and you have all the things to f- <laughs> i mean it's bad enough when you have problems on stage or you're playing music or something to to have a bad cable that's just a digging to kind of crawl in your side you know like, like not, <laughs> yeah. i mean because that's such a dumb ass <laughs> thing I mean, yeah it's truly a dumb because first of all it doesn't take space to bring extra cable uh, you know, that's like guys who don't bring strings. Yes. You know, it's like, it doesn't take any space. So to me, you know, those kind of things are just like, they're just cringeworthy. Yeah. So I guess one less thing I don't ever have to fucking worry about. I'm, I'm, I'm on board. I'm good. Yeah. And then like, as far as like some of the other things, I guess like it's kind of preference as far as like strings and picks go. I just like find the ones that I like and I stick with them. It's like creature of habit when it comes to that. Um, yeah. although I recently switched to Diodario or Dario NYXLs, mm-hmm. they work great and they last longer than Ernie balls. I'm like, that's all I really care about. They don't have a guarantee or anything, but I'm like, Oh, I've heard that they last longer. I tried them. They're like twice as much, but I'm like, Oh, they do last as long. Perfect. And I can get them at the local guitar store or, you know, order them online. I don't have to like go super boutique with them. And that's kind of my biggest thing. It's like with picks and strings, I'm like, I need to just go pick them up. I need to have that like instant, like, Oh, I can get them like second day or like, I could just go to the store and pick them up. Cause I'm like, if we're like, say like, not that we tour regularly, but it's like at least like once a year, it's like, sometimes you'll be in the like, okay, I got to go hit a guitar center. I need strings. I forgot. Yes. Whatever. It's like, I'll go pick up my, you know, NYXLs because I'm like guitar center stocks them. I don't have to be like, oh, well, normally I have these like handmade boutique green tea ones made with like, you know, uh, uh, 
yak back I'm like no 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 <laughs> like no 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 like nyxls that's easy i, I i'm get i'm gonna dirty them up i'm gonna break them cut them and replace them i don't i never get to a point i tried to never get to a point where like i break strings and have to replace them i will cut them before i play a show and put new ones on because i want them fresh or for recording i'll cut them put new ones on i haven't i don't break strings often but i'm like you know i don't want to have to be like oh no i broke a string and i now i'm screwed because my normal ones aren't available the um, I, I totally agree with your what you're saying. Um, you know, I'm on that that um, bandwagon too. However, uh, you know, people like Gabriel Tenuro doing handmade strings, you would be so surprised how somebody who's making handmade strings, um, how long they last, mm-hmm. how 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 interesting and how complex the tones are yeah. on strings. So that would be strings, at least me personally, that I would have like in my studio or if I'm playing a close gig. Um, because one of the things that really sucks is <laughs> if you're used to playing something uh-huh. and you're like, I really dig this and now I have to change this piece of shit because yeah. I can't get that. Because <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's like those strings are so good that you're like, oh, shit, now I got to put some Ernie Balls on because like they're five yeah. bucks. And you're like, it, man, no. it's it's like, you know, drinking the nice Lagunitas and uh, shit, tonight we're drinking yeah. uh, Kirkland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it really is something like that where, I mean, it's not even, I mean, it's very noticeable. It'll get, you, it, it'll get you there, but you're going to yeah. be you know digging yeah. in your heels and bitching the whole way through it but it'll still well, get you there <laughs> well and that's the thing too i mean obviously that's when you're going professional mode but um when you're having to settle for anything that's not what you normally use mm-hmm. the gig just quit being fun and now it's a job yeah and that should never be i mean obviously it is at times but that should never be the the prime goal is I just need to get through this gig. Yeah. And I think that's kind of that, that really actually what you just said. It's like, that really caps the whole thing off. It's like, if it something that you're used to and you like and enjoy, and especially like if it's pedals or if it's like, you know, strings or pedal board or whatever, if it's something that you have to sacrifice and feel like you're phoning it in, you know, mm-hmm. you're like, all right, I'm phoning this in now. I like, I don't have my strings. I don't have my pedals that I like because I'm used to that sound or feel or look or whatever then you're not going to play well and so it just depends on like i think each person you know what they really like well it's the guys that do fly gigs are the ones that just blow my mind i mean a lot of them now have gotten to the point where their sound is in their very small pedal board yeah when they yeah like a michael landau or something he his sound is coming from his pedal board and the guy his backline are freaking uh, Fender uh, Blues Deluxes or, or DeVille, I think yeah. he uses. It, I mean, and he just uses a clean channel. Yeah. His thing is, like, I can I can rely on this amp. I've used this amp on many gigs. So in that sense, totally, it's not a big deal. But if, you're, if your tone is coming from, like, I need to have a Marshall JCM 800. 
that mm-hmm. is that is like the building blocks to my tone. And then they give you and like a, a a deluxe reverb or something, then you're fucked. Oh, <laughs> yeah, or it could even be something as fucked as you know, we got a mode four for you. It's like God no, damn it, dude, <laughs> no. I, it's a Marshall, yeah, yeah, but it's no, it's not what I'm, you know. And <laughs> it's not the same that, thing, yeah. Yeah, you got four channels of I don't fucking want this. I want like the my tone stack, my gain, and my you know master volume. Yeah, but uh, that's more neck be. You know, you know people that do that are like they must go into like professional mode or yeah. something, or you know they're smiling and they look like they're having a great time and they fool the audience and that's important. But they get off stage and they just fuck. I just need a bottle of whiskey and forget this night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. You know? Hell yeah. Well, yeah. I I think uh, I think we we killed that one. Do you want to? Hey. Uh, I think we'll uh, we'll we'll close it out here. Thank you so much for doing a quick. You know, I guess it wasn't that quick, but thanks for doing a topic with me and filling in the the void and co-hosting hey. with me. But Anytime, um, buddy. I- if people don't know lollygagger effects. Where can they check you out, Sean? Where, where uh, the... We are on the interweebs. Uh, we are on Facebook at Lollygagger Effects. We are online at uh, com. We are on Instagram as uh, Lollygagger underscore effects. And we are on all the boards. On yeah, Facebook. he's uh, Sean Wright. You'll see him. He's in all the, the all the Facebook groups. He's uh, he's in the Tone Jerks. He's always fucking shit up over there. <laughs> I, I try as much as I can. Yeah. So uh, thank you so much, Sean. Like you are killing it, and thank you so much for coming out and you know helping me out. Hey, anytime, buddy. Anytime for you and Kyle. Definitely. Thank you. Before I close this out here. I just want to say thank you guys for tuning into the show. And if you guys, you know, want to be a part of what we got going on, you guys can follow along on Instagram at the Tone Jerks and uh, check us out on our Facebook group. Just search the Tone Jerks and you'll find it. And if you guys do like what you hear, you or if you don't, you guys can leave a review on iTunes. Uh, you know, hopefully it's five stars, but even if it's not, uh, your reviews, if you write something, we're going to read it on the air. We got a couple... That we got uh, recently, but I'm going to wait until uh, my brother Kyle is here and we're going to read him on the air. And if you guys really like what you hear, you guys can help support us on Patreon for as little as $1 a month. But if you guys double down to $2 a month, you guys get an extra episode every week. And at $5 a month, you guys get a discount on shirts and uh, we will send you some Plane Without a Pilot merch because we don't really have any Tone Jerk stuff right now. So just as a quick thank you, I wanted to give a shout out to all of our supporters. We have uh, Co and Paul from the Flippin' Flippers podcast. We have Abe Newman. We have Michael Newman. We have Andrew Walsh, we have Will Lahue, we have Bruce Banana, we have Doug Christ, Doug Gann, Jamie Davis, uh, Jason Fuzzmonger, Adam Rohr uh, from the Let Him Hear podcast. We have uh, Jimmy B, Jimmy Bowers, we have uh, Johnny Ray, we have uh, Doug King, we have Joseph from Like My Pedals, we have Leon Wright from Pelican Noiseworks, and then we have Digger from Fatfoot Effects, and uh, this is the last week of that uh pedal contest that we're doing on instagram we're giving away a fat foot effects uh pedal it's a boost and drive all in one uh some really cool artwork and then um go check out our instagram for all the details you got to like repost some shit tag some friends you know the normal uh instagram contest type shit and then we have a sean arbo from gun street wiring shop uh he's out there uh, hanging out with kyle and i'm a little jealous and then lastly, but not leastly, we have a new one. Uh, Steve Mike uh, from a local band here in San Diego, uh, Hardly Human. Um, 
yeah, he has joined us on Patreon. I think that's really cool. Um, local support is cool. <laughs> kind of, you put this out there, you don't know who's going to listen. And, you know, the fact that, you know, local bands that we play out with and that we watch um, are listening to the show and are into it enough to support us. Um, all right. I'm just rambling on here by myself uh, like cr- a crazy person. But Kyle is going to be back next week. He's going to have a bunch of stories to tell. Uh, we will see you. We love you. Bye.